You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Well, the curtain has fallen on the 2021 Vuelta a España, but this is a bonus episode of Kilometer Zero, as well as being the fourth and the final installment of our Rider Diaries. We had three audio diarists at the Vuelta, James Knox of De Koenig Quickstep, Pavel L. Siv Sivakov of Ineos Grenadiers, and John Bow of Uskatel Uskadi. They all have very different jobs to do for their teams, very different races, but it's been fascinating to hear different perspectives on the Vuelta from some of those who were actually in it. We're very grateful to each of them. And we catch up with them as they prepare for the final and toughest week of the 2021 Vuelta. Stage 16 took the riders from Laredo to Santa Cruz de Bizana. 180 kilometers, a flat stage, won by Fabio Jakobsen. Hey guys, a little recap of the um, stage 16, first stage after the rest day. Yeah, it's been a pretty nervous, stressful day actually. Um, Yeah, big crash at the start, basically. I think 20, from what I heard, around 20 guys were involved in there. And a few GC guys as well, like with a, uh, yeah, we saw Ciccone pulled out. Also, Mass was involved in there. So yeah, it was uh, it was not funny. And then after that, obviously, it was really nervous, really nervous all day. Um, Calm down at one point, but then we hit these climbs. Um, quick step, I think. Uh, in my opinion, kept the break a bit, a bit too close. So. Um, you know, a lot of riders saw the opportunity to jump across in one of the the, the the only GPM we had today. So that's basically what they did. So yeah, it, it kind of opened up the race again, you know. Um, again, really stressful. Uh, yeah, was the terrain was really quite technical, pretty twisty up and down. After that, actually, UAE tried something and went uh, full on one of those little climbs we had... Um, we are on the stage. Actually, managed to drop quite a lot of sprinters, but then everything came back together because uh, because of the pretty strong headwind in the final. And then yeah, then yeah, they, they did my job uh, at the end, keeping the boys in, in good position for the into the last uh, last five k's. Yeah. Um, and then Dylan took over for the last three k. Um, yeah, felt felt pretty strong again. Good day for our boys. No one lose time. Everyone is safe, so um, no, the atmosphere as well is pretty good now in the team. And at the end, quick step, yeah, maybe they did a mistake keeping the break uh, too close, but uh, still, still won the stage. So yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that's good at the end of the day. So yeah, chapeau to Fabio. Um, it's amazing to see him back with uh, three stage wins here in the world after what happened last year. Uh, I'm racing with him uh, for quite a long time. I mean. Not in the team, but for with him against him on the roads. Know him for quite a long time already, so uh, yeah. It's uh, we're some from the same generation, so yeah. It's 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 good to see him like this. Uh, really good. Really happy for him. Yeah! Wow! Eventful day. Plenty to talk about. 
first and foremost, Fabio won. Um, probably his last big obvious opportunity to win. And yeah, he nailed it, didn't he? Um, another pretty, pretty astounding sprint. Um, I think I haven't seen much, to be honest. I don't really know anything. But it sounded like it was pretty scrappy last 10k into that headwind. Um, and obviously lefts and rights and lefts and rights, even even out of the arse, been dropped. It was, uh, I had to watch where I was going. So yeah, I'm sure the boys in front going full speed were diving around all over the place. Um, but it wasn't an easy win. It was a pretty strong break for one. And UAE tried to make it as hard as possible on the, the last categorised climb of the day. Um, at that point, we had the plan in mind that if anyone did anything, we all dropped with Fabio and then go full beans to get him back um, because we should have been turning into headwind, which we did. Um, but all I can say is being dropped with sprinters, particularly Mr. Cherney, isn't nice because I felt like I was risking my life following the boys downhill and it wasn't even a technical downhill either they were just flying absolutely flying um going too fast for the mo i think the mo almost was flying in off off the road because they were trying to get away from us and they just you know cherney just on him going flying around corners not touching the brakes and i think we closed closed the gap to the front pretty quick and effectively and yeah and that was sort of the key moment of the day really um after that we turned into headwind I got back to work, chipping away, pretty tired at that point. Yeah, because worked out in, our, in the end, but yeah, it all, we all went, all, it's all gone Pete Tong a bit in the start, there was a big crash, big pile up. We were trying to control it, let a small break go, but, um, you know, without sounding silly, teams are getting desperate now, we're in the last week and there's a few teams beyond the obvious Pro Conti Spanish teams um, that were desperate to get up the road and uh, try and make it hard for an actual yeah try and get the breakaway into line instead of you know a little bit of the parade we've had on some of the other sprint finishes so uh, yeah it was all all guns blaring attacks from the start and then yeah really I was top, top 20 or 30 slotted in the middle of the bunch sort of buying my moment to move up again and try and block the road if necessary or follow any moves or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, just massive pile-up. Um, don't know what happened. Must have been a touch of wheels or something or, yeah, guys pushing to get to get through, get up the road or something like this. But sort of came, yeah, came down pretty hard. Bash my, bash my left knee. I've, got, I've been on full icing and everything and anti-inflammatories. Oh, I was at the the doctor's car in the race to get anti-inflammatories and then afterwards just ibuprofen just to try and ease the swelling because it is a bit swollen but I could spin it around quite good as you saw I was on the front did plenty of work but just yeah bigger gears or getting out of the saddle wasn't very nice I think I've, I've seemed to be pretty lucky seems to avoid the the kneecap uh, seems to be below the kneecap which is a bit of a bit of a major success from from my perspective yeah, it was days as well. I've never, I've never been so out of it from a crash. I'm not concussed, but um, went down hard, obviously. Um, and my bike went flying around. It's, it's 
mangled and bike's probably mangled so I picked myself up and I didn't really know what was happening to be honest couldn't find my bike couldn't see it anywhere looking around race doctor was talking to me couldn't really I was just glazed over and then apparently director and race mechanics came up because Fabio was in the crash as well asking me where Fabio was and just didn't respond just didn't really know what was going on um still now don't really remember it which is quite peculiar it's never happened before but yeah especially because I'm not concussed completely fine uh that I had to stay behind the car for a while to get back into the the convoy but luckily luckily it was okay because uh by the time I sort of got moving and got up to speed um the race had well the brake had gone and the, and the guys behind had slowed down quite dramatically um so I could get myself back uh, we did have some guys climb off with from the injuries which is never nice um sort of fearing the next few days uh, just because climbs really sore knee battered knee on steep climbs isn't much fun but we'll see how it goes hopefully it'll be okay um, do everything I can anyway ice it as much as possible but yeah I just seem to love bashing a knee about I've got barely any other cuts or scrapes but I just smash my knee up again um, it's just a real textbook for me Seem to do this a lot. Uh, can't really figure out why. Knees aren't really the one in cycling. Got to be careful. Um, so yeah, a little bit concerned with that, but can't be too disappointed when the birthday boy won. Turned 25 today and won. So yeah, in a good position now for the green jersey. A fourth stage win. And yeah, I was a little bit teary-eyed in the back when uh, when I was when the second car was with me and. Yeah, it's good to celebrate the the victory with second DS Bramati and yeah, I had a little little tear in my eye. I felt felt Yeah. It sort of hit me that one. Um I don't know if it was uh just tired. I was I was completely swinging when I when I pulled off. All sort of hit me like a ton of bricks. I'd sort of pulled up, done my job. Um yeah, I realised I was completely empty. I was smashing gels just to get down the get around the last 15k and yeah knees started to ache more and more when your adrenaline's going so yeah that's my day um beautiful here in uh cantabria here anyway love it here had a family holiday here 10 years ago took the took the boat from plymouth to santander stayed somewhere in cantabria lovely beaches we're at an amazing beach. We had a rest day yesterday in a lovely area. Mum and dad are here now. Um, had a bit of time with them. Um, stopped off on my easy ride with them. Where they where they, they were in Neuer. On the, was on the route today. Um, and they're sort of following us around now. Um, they know my hotel list. So they're going to try and sort of stay near and see me at different points in the race. They're at the start and finish today. So I had a good catch up with them before the race. And... They were sort of 150 metres to go on the sprint finish. So, yeah, I think they had a great time. Uh, got to see Fabio barreling through at 65k an hour, launching launching his big sprint. I think they were just about the moment he came off uh, Jordi Moose's wheel. So, uh, yeah, I think I think if you've not seen a sprint finish, it's quite a spectacle. I, can't, I think it's hard to imagine, you know, guys charging on an uphill drag into a headwind at... 65k an hour um, 
And yeah, they didn't know I crashed, so, that, so they didn't, didn't have the day ruined also, but... Unfortunately, they don't seem to be good omen for me. I seem to be good at crashing when they're here, um, which is the only little sting in the tail. But anyway, other than that, didn't say much about the rest day, but San Santonia, Santonia is where we are, just pretty near the start. Playa de Beria, little, little surfer's beach, right hotel, lovely, completely lovely. Could wake up and look out and see uh, people having a bit of a surf. Yeah, just mega. Sunny day, bit of a morning on the beach, and then after dinner I had a little stroll around as well, just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, I think it's so nice here. Underrated, I reckon, flies way under the radar, Cantabria. Big hype, big hype to Cantabria. Stage 17 was from Unkara to Lagos de Covadonga, a huge mountain stage won by Primoz Roglic. We saw your injuries yesterday and we saw you being treated from the car as well. Your bike needed some attention too. Um, but how are you feeling this morning? This morning pretty bad, no? I slept like two, three hours at most and... I don't know, maybe today is good because one day without sleeping a lot you can you can go with it but I I, I think that tomorrow will be so tonight I will need to recover a bit more and and to to do best my best in in, in tomorrow's stage in Gamunitario and then we have a an easier stage. Uh, we will see. For what's, me now I have four days. What's causing you the most uh, pain at the moment? You can see your arm bandaged up, but any other yeah, injuries? I have, I have uh, how do you say, uh, stitches. stitches yeah. yeah, four stitches, and that's the most because it's it's not uh, very big, but it's all um, uh, swollen, no? And in the in the asphalt and the movements, it's a bit uh, yeah. well. Yeah. We will make it, I think. You will, yeah, and. Uh, I mean, how are you feeling otherwise? This far, this is the furthest you've ever raced, I guess. How are you yeah. feel you're recovering apart from yesterday? Pretty good, as I said to you the other day. Uh, I thought I would be more, more, more dead in this, in this minute. You know, uh, in the morning when you get up, I, I'm feeling good, and every stage we we went past, uh, yeah, a bit more pain in the legs, more in the, your head. It's like you are. Uh, less, uh, less um, rapid, not to to react to some things. But at the end, when in the in the last hour of the race, uh, you are you are okay. So you've been. I saw statistics. I think you were third in the in the table of the most kilometers in the breakaway. Yeah, I I, I would like to. Well, <laughs> I would have liked to 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 do a, a break or two more breaks. But in these conditions, I think in the in the group is, is I can do the most. What happened in the crash? I mean, what caused the crash? Do you know? Uh, I mean, it was kilometer seven or eight. It was not the not even the the break uh, was yet uh, went. And I think uh, 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 yeah, Francesc Jan Alotto rider slid the the wheels in just in front of me. Well, two riders in front of me. And the rider behind uh, went on top of them, and I couldn't do nothing to to 
to avoid them. So I tried to jump the, the bicycle from a caja rural, but the bicycle was straight, not parallel like this, and I just landed on and crashed. So when it happened like this, when you are 20, 30 positions behind, you are you have a, a two, two, three seconds of margin to, to react, but in this case, impossible. Stage 17, ticked off, another day, yeah, getting closer to Santiago now. Um, don't know if it's more of the same, but again today, big, big fight to get in the break. I guess a lot of people in the final week, yeah, getting desperate, you know. Phillips won, Phillipson won two stage, Jacobson three. Uh, Roglic now three. There's not many other people, not many other teams who've taken anything from the race other than, yeah, Wanty also with the red jersey with Odekin and Taramai. So, full on racing. And yeah, just really hard for the break to go. Um, which seems to have been a, a standout thing from this uh, from this welter, from, from my own personal perspective I've not been in the the pro peloton so long but yeah I can't remember days or you know particularly you know the stages that when the the general mood is in the bunch that you know we want to get up the road go for a stage win that it's such a big big fight um I started the day without really much ambition I was exhausted yesterday uh, which I think you might have picked up on in the the audio diary and feeling that in the start I was a bit Lacking in motivation, and also, you know, I was sinking ahead with the mountains and the knee, and sort of thinking, oh, I don't really fancy this. But the racing was so fast that I was sort of forced to, you know, open up, get going, forced to suffer a bit, which actually does uh, usually, you know, not get you in the mood. But when you sort of push yourself and push through and you feel all right, then yeah, you start to feel in the swing of it again. And before we knew it, um, yeah, well, first Maori, Paul Maori, killed himself again, trying to be in the, the break. He was in the first sort of clear move that went, six guys charging down the valley. Um, but, yeah, it was only six guys, and it just appeared that so many teams were desperate to be in there. They never stopped jumping, and different rider combos working together to close the gap and then try and launch a rider across, and it just went on and on and on, and... Then they were brought back, and then before we know it, we were on the first categorised climb, which, which in all honesty wasn't so hard, but we just went, yeah, we were, we raced up at full speed. I think it felt it felt like we were going uphill on three, four, five percent at thirty-five, thirty-eight k an hour, just flying along. And there, I managed to just sort of dig in and stay in the wheels, and over the top and down the descent, I moved up, and actually I came round a bit. I could see that, you know, a few people were hurting. I had a little, I had a little clock. The the big unit, the big strong, the world's strongest man, and uh, we, I think one of the most highly respected pros in the peloton. Aviti, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Aviti was desperate to get up the road. Probably on a sort of like get up the road for his team. He was trying lots and lots and lots. So I was just sniffing around, checking his wheel, and a couple of times he dragged myself and uh, 
yeah, 10 guys away. But there's just this strange game going on for the breakaways where um, I guess all the, there's all the stage hunting teams that are desperate to get up the road. And if a move goes that they're not in, they're trying to close it or get a guy across so the, the fight keeps going. And then you've also got the GC teams, Lotto Jumbo, Ineos, and Movie Star playing the game of all trying to get up a man up the road, but not letting a, a break go with a man up the road of the other team, of one of the other two other GC teams. So they're all they're all eyeballing each other. So there was a couple of there was a couple of moments where I was in a move where I could see that what quite most of the stage hunting teams are represented and Ineos Jumbo movie star here, maybe this is it, maybe this is it, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, and then someone else closes the gap and it just seemed to be never ending and went deep a couple of times and before we knew we were at the first of the two uh, two laps on that steep climb and to, yeah, to be honest I'd gone hard a bit wanted to get up the road before those climbs if I was going to be in the breakaway because I was you know, starting to pay for my efforts and then it's yeah it's a combination of head and legs by the time we got to the yeah that that, that categorised climb our sort of morale was like oh well I've, I've, I've spent many pennies trying to get up the road here and now we're going to start racing into the bottom of the climb and first 25 guys clipped off to only a few k before the climb and then they started attacking again on the climb and tried to settle into a good rhythm and just thought I'd stay with the the leaders or the main group should I say and then yeah there was more attacks and then in the end yeah it's always difficult to say you know if, if, if my life depended on it could I have stayed in but then yeah your life doesn't really depend on it and there's other days to go for so ended up in a nice group came down the descent quite safely did the climb again started raining more and more grabbed a jacket did the descent again I've seen on my phone that there was crashes from the main group for the second time on that descent when it was more wet. Um, I actually stopped and let some air out my tyres. I mean, little, tss, little tss of the the valve, but uh, yeah, that's the luxury you have when you're you're not going full 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 noise up ahead. Um, so yeah, have a little think about that. Take it safely. Let the wheel go. Not stress about about letting the wheel go and. You know, all these see all these things that change massively in mindset and uh yeah. When you're so desperate to hold the wheel in front of you and you feel the gap going, sometimes you come into a corner too hot and make a mistake, but when you don't care about a gap going and you know you'll just close it when you get off the descent because no one's gonna be sprinting it, yeah, everyone usually just is more steady and careful. Um, and then after that Long way up the valley, depressingly long way up the valley. Actually, yeah, we just sort of, yeah, my, I was, my morale was not really there to be honest. Everyone was rolling quite hard, and you had plenty of time. So in the end, I was just like skipping turns. I was a bit soft. Um, first iron doing Lagos de Covadonga. Um, I've been roughly in the area about. I think when we were like. When I was about 14, we had a, a holiday where we took the boat from Plymouth to Santander and stayed somewhere near Santander and had a day or two in the Picos de Europe and I kept on seeing signs of Picos de Europe. I think we went to Fuente Day, which were Contador 1 and there's like the, the big ski lift up the mountain or something there. 
We must have been somewhere around there. I don't really know. But anyway, Lagos of Covadonga, very famous. Can't really talk about previous winners because I don't know too much, but pretty sure last time we came up, Pino won. I think a few of the usual suspects have uh, gone up, gone well up there. I'm, I'm not too sure. But it's anyway, I think it's been a mainstay for many, many years, hasn't it? So... It was sort of nice to go up, but we had limited views a lot of the time in the clouds, to be honest. Um, only when we got to about the last 2-3k on the sort of plateau, you can see the lake did it sort of clear up a bit. Um, and it was lovely. Beautiful place. Lots of cows, the little lake. Very craggy. But quite cold, unfortunately. I was shivering on the way down, even though I was wrapped up. That's the way she goes. Another day tomorrow. Another day to try and fight to get in the in the breakaway. See how it goes. Horribly steep climb to finish, which I'm not really cherishing. The knee, the knee was okay. The knee was fine. I really racing. I completely forgot about it. Um, only then on the sort of like steeper sections of the final climb did I could I feel any sort of what I would describe as pain, but really yeah, it was nothing serious. And then. Just sort of seized up, got a bit stiff when I went and, you know, stopped at the top and came down in the cold. Yeah, just getting cold and it wasn't very nice and sat, was was a bit, felt a bit shit getting back on the bus, just stiff. Actually, it's worse now than it was this morning in the race. So, yeah, I think basically just feeling the effects, but not to be of any concern for tomorrow. So, yeah, that's the day and that's been a long one. That was, I chatted a lot there, didn't I? I've been chatting away. Anyway, thanks everyone. Hey guys, uh, what what a day again. Thursday in the Asturias, the the mythical Lagos de Covadonga stage. What a day. Um, first of all, the, the break. Just took forever to go, and then once at the, just at the bottom of the um, the first cut, so basically we had um, yeah we started from one place. I don't remember the name of the the, the place really, uh, close to Santander, and then uh, headed uh, towards the Lagos de Covadonga, and then did uh, did uh, basically two times one climb. Just did two loops of uh, that first cat climb, pretty steep, uh, seven and a half k at nine percent. So yeah, that was probably the bottom of the first one was uh, after 80k. So yeah, until then, the break didn't go and uh, we just, uh, yeah, it was, it was super fast. Didn't go to the bottom of that one, uh, break went. So the plan today was to, to make a hard race open really early. Um, and yeah, we managed to do that really. Yeah, and yeah, as soon as the break went, yeah. So uh, basically we had Dylan in there. The plan, the basic plan, was to have someone in the breakaway, then make uh, open the race behind, and then uh, yeah, so Egan would have uh, someone to to help him um, to help him in the final in the final valley from the break. Yeah, they, they didn't have much of a gap after the first climb because I started pulling really hard actually already in that first first ascent of that climb, which was hundred k's to go. Yeah, so I uh, really wanted to try and tire everybody. Now afterwards, I was thinking maybe I should have gone a bit easier. So, uh, 
we would let the, the gap grow a bit more and that break would have stayed away and Dylan would have stayed away. But yeah, now it's easy, easy to say afterwards because then, you know, I kind of kept it pretty close um, at the top. Didn't, didn't catch it at the top, but kept it pretty close. It went really easy in it down here, so we let the gap grow again. But um, the the jumbo guys who got dropped just came back and pulled full gas straight away to, to close the gap. Yeah, they closed the gap uh, basically almost at the bottom of the, the the second ascent. And yeah, then then yeah, my, my goal was to, to go again. Super hard for like, yeah, around 10 minutes, like just the, the first three Ks to set up uh, set up again. And that's what we did. Uh, yeah, after, yeah, then he told me to squeeze and just went. Uh, yeah, well, that was 70K to go. So yeah, basically my job was to do that and um, set him set him off. Managed to do it. I think uh, yeah, when I was pulling, a lot of guys got dropped, like red jersey. I think uh, yeah, it was tough for everyone. Um, then yeah, then it was an epic day. I think for the um, for the viewers as well. You know, seeing Robert Chenigan in the front like this doesn't happen every day. I think uh, yeah, we really made the race today, and uh, we should be proud of that. Maybe, yeah, of course it didn't work out as we wanted, but should be proud of what we've done. And um, yeah, keep believing. Um, tomorrow is another day, super hard again with the Alto del Gomanitero, or I don't know how how we call that one. But yeah, the, the ascent is going to be even harder. Let's hope the boys have good legs to to try and uh, get on the, the podium box. So um uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Another big day. Be ready for um, for the rain. Uh, it's been actually pretty pretty quick transition from um, from forty degrees to uh, twenty degrees, less than twenty degrees in rain. Um, when you think about it, still a few days ago we were in the south and it was was just super warm and heat, and now uh, we're under the rain. I don't know which one I like the most. Really, um, I don't mind so much the rain. Yeah, to be honest, I've enjoyed both days. It wasn't too bad. Um, I haven't been too bored. Like it wasn't too cold. It was wet for sure. Snow was the best. Yeah, probably the, the that heat was better. You know, I was quite a, already adapted quite a lot, quite a bit. So it wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, today's the rain was a, was a bit of a shock to the system, but pretty tough day. Yeah, pretty tired tonight. So yeah, that's it for me today, guys. Cheers. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. My name is Justin McQuarrie. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm 25 years old. I've had type 1 diabetes since I was two years old, um, so I, I don't really know life without diabetes. Once I knew how to manage it, and like, it's definitely a trial and error, a lot of trial and error of figuring out what works and what doesn't with sport. Um, but I never saw it be a hindrance for me. The only the only thing that was holding me back was how fast I could spin my legs and how fast I could push on the pedals. Um, but 
that that also comes directly in with making sure you're on top of managing uh, diabetes as well. If you fail at one, you're probably not going to do so well on the other, so you got to make sure you're on top of your game there. Yeah, I was on the development team for four years and then started racing for some uh, U.S. teams. I was kind of in a, a middle ground where I wasn't ready to make the jump up to the pro team and uh, had other ambitions. I have been racing for pro teams in the U.S. for the last three years now, um, and we still have been doing a lot of the big U.S. races and some of the other other UCI events in North America, and we actually did a little stint in Italy a few years ago. But unfortunately, there's just not that much racing in the U.S., um, just as a as a whole right now um, and uh, both the team of team Nova Nordisk development and professional team have a very Europe heavy uh, calendar where, where there's a lot of racing a lot of higher high quality racing Stage 18 was from Salas to a new mountain, Alto del Gamonteru. It was won by Miguel Angel Lopez. Good evening, guys. Uh, late one, late one again. What a day, what another day. What another mountain stage. Yeah, it's been, it's been a tough, it's been really tough today again. Yeah, two, two first cards, one second card, and then a uh, new discovery from the Vuelta, L'Alto del Gamonitero. First, uh, first, um, first time up there uh, in the race, really. Um, so, yeah, that was, was a really hard one. People are saying that it's on the paper harder than uh, the Angliru, but uh, yeah, I never done the Angliru before. But uh, yeah, Adam was saying after the race today that uh, it's not a case really. You don't have uh, 25% uh, gradients in there. Might be longer and harder um, on the average. But yeah, it's uh, it's not really uh, really the same. Uh, Honestly, it was hard. It was really hard, a brutal climb. But yeah, like as I said, the gradients, the gradients were not extreme at certain points. It was just constantly, constantly hard. It's just uh, yeah, it's tough, tough climb. Uh, yeah, already. So how the day went was um, was a weird one actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I was not weird. It was not a weird one, but I was a bit surprised um, of the team team tactics. Really, of the the other teams. I mean, not our tactics. Our tactics were to to make a hard race uh, already from the first first cut, which was after I think around forty five k maybe or even less 30, 35. Make it harder if. If the break is gone, the break, even if the break is not gone, really, and then, yeah, easy in the valley again in the the second one, and yeah, basically just make, make a hard tempo, make the race hard in the climbs, uh, and yeah, we didn't have to do that at all because, Bahrain did that. Uh, a break went in the first valley before the first climb. We had the uh, Salva in, and I think uh, Jumbo as well at the uh, Cone Bauman in that breakaway. I think Sore went clear from there, but yeah, good call in the final climb. But yeah, 
sort of barring at no one and they basically yeah they basically pulled pulled all day more or less the whole day Movistar joined them uh, after the second first cat uh, leading into the little second cat which was 8k at 5% quick downhill technical downhill into the Gamonitero almost straight away really uh, was no flat in between maybe just only 1k but it just went uh, went super fast uh, yeah no no time for a breather nothing just a full 1k and then boom straight into the climb so yeah uh, Moistar joined them at the end there um, yeah also did a little pull already in second cut on the top there uh, yeah squeezed a bit there more to be in the front uh, for the Dahlia really than, uh, than anything else but yeah, it was uh, apparently I heard that uh, Bahrain would do, were pulling for the team GC because uh, Jumbo they had Kun Bauman in the front, and if they would have let that break go, they probably would have lost uh, the team GC today. So uh, yeah, it was a bit surprising uh, if it's that if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I mean yeah, maybe that's that's important goal because they're, they're also. In a way, for a podium, really, with uh, with Jack. Jack is doing an incredible Vuelta. Really happy to see him there. I think, uh, especially after his, yeah, after his fall in the tour, he was flying leading into that. I think he he would have done an incredible race, and seeing him fighting for the podium in the Vuelta is 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 great. It's really good. We trained quite a quite a lot together in Andorra. Uh, yeah good friend uh so yeah um yeah i'm really happy to to see him there i know how hard he works and yeah it's it's good really good to watch uh, i mean yeah to <laughs> i'm in the race but uh yeah seeing them boys uh, fighting for the win i think today our boys also had a decent day yeah Egan was was also up there again adam as well so yeah, I mean now uh, Dylan also sadly, sadly had to stop. Uh, yeah, he when he fall fell last week. Yeah, a bit of a stupid crash, but it was a nasty crash for him. Yeah, I think he's got a um, not a fracture, but a, f- a fissure in his bone. I don't know exactly which one, but I think um, yeah, probably the hip, I guess. So yeah, it's really, really sad to see him leaving. Honestly, he was riding like he had nothing in the past few days. Just amazing. But yeah, I mean, when the pain, there's too much pain. When the body says stop, you, you also have to to listen to it. You know, you, you cannot just, uh, just go over and over again. I think mentally and physically it's just impossible. So yeah, he's he's done everything he could. And yeah, thanks thanks for him. Thanks again, you know. I'm still still kind of learning every time from from guys like him. So yeah, thanks again for um, yeah teaching me the, the ropes <laughs> of the job. Really, pretty pretty new experience for me there to be like uh, yeah in that proper proper domestic role. But really every day on the flat in the climbs. So yeah, that's basically what he does all the time, and he's one of the best in the world at it. So. Yeah, was uh, I think it's a it's a good one, a good guy to learn from. So yeah, but yeah, sad sad to see him leaving, uh, especially that close from the finish. But yeah, 
no choice really. I think uh, I think he he knows that he, he's not really. I mean, he's disappointed, of course, but he, he also knows that there was no other choice. But yeah, that's another day. Um, I mean, it's non-stop now until uh, until Sunday, really. Tomorrow is another really hard uphill start. It's gonna be full gas, full gas there. I think for the breakaway. Then probably more easy towards the end, um, towards the end of the stage, but still like one ninety k, with over three thousand meters of climbing. Which is a lot. Some guys where I heard some guys saying it might be a, um, a sprint, but yeah, with three thousand meters of climbing, I don't really see it happening unless, yeah, I don't see it happening really. And then the day after, <laughs> Mini Liège, Baston Liège, <laughs> I guess as well. Two uh, hundred k's. Also almost yeah over. I think around three and a half thousand of climbing, so yeah, it's gonna be non-stop. And then the TT as well. well yeah, another day, another day done, another day closer to um, to Santiago. That's it for me today. Cheers, guys. Stage 18, lying in bed, too tired to even go down to dinner right now, um, got my eyes closed doing this because I'm absolutely belted, uh, was even asleep in the bus, hard day out, proper hard day out, don't really know what to say to be honest, just took, you know, just took a good kick in, move went, we had Maori in it, was looking good, Bahrain decided to pull because he didn't have anyone in the break and there was a little bit of rumours going around the bunch that he had a sneaky eye on the team classification whether that was true or not or whether they were just getting a bit of a telling off for missing the break I don't know, more likely annoyed that they didn't have anyone in the, the DS's and I would imagine it was just hard, yeah, it was just really, really hard steep, relentless climbs Um Climbs that I did actually know. Um, the two ones we did, the two first climbs I, I did in the breakaway on a stage in 2019 when we had a few of us up the road, me, Remy, Max and Phil. I think it would be stage 16 if my memory's correct. But yeah, I checked Strava. We did the first climb a lot faster than we did last time. I haven't checked the second one. And then in that town, Polar de Summit, uh, my mum and dad were there actually. Uh, we turned left this time instead of right, and then we did off, went off and did a long valley and a little climb, came down, came back up the, the other one we'd been down, and then, yeah, discovered the new Alto L, here we go, let me see if I can say it, Gamontiero, Tiero, Gamontiero, something like that. Yeah, it was hard, but it wasn't as hard as people making out, to be honest. Uh, certainly wasn't the angler from... I've not done the angler but from by all accounts. But that main road, that main road to get there, that was a bit of a prick, in, in all honesty. Big, you know, a bit like Oman or UAE, just big main road, just relentless big main road. 10% all the time. 
crawling. Um, it's kind of nice to actually turn off onto little roads, a little bit more steep sections and flat sections, and yeah, <sighs> little yawn, yeah. Um, but didn't get to see much. We we're in the clouds. We had a couple of brief moments. We came out of the clouds, and yeah, it was nice. It was pretty craggy again, cows again. But the mission behind, uh, the boys saved Fabio and got around the time limit. Uh, Matt Holmes did not. He's been sick. Paul Lad soldiered on all day, way out the arse. So, take my hat off to him, because that can't have been fun. And yeah, from my perspective, I was just hanging in. Kind of envisaged it being easier to hang in the two climbs staying in the valley and then find a nice moment to get dropped and ride easy but in the end I got my head well and truly kicked in and I was just praying to see the sign for the the start of the climb you know they have the big banner saying climb starts here for the penultimate climb and then I just pulled the plug pulled it big time crawled home I'm trying to think if there's anything interesting other than just saying I suffered like a pig all day but yeah, it was just one of those days, to be honest. Getting into the grant, getting to the end of this Vola, but um, yeah, still two hard days to come, and uh, feel like a bit like I'm on my knees here. So I don't know, I don't know. Hopefully, get a good night's sleep. To be honest, it's got to that point in the race now. Just. Overtired, um, difficult to describe if you haven't done a grand tour. But yeah, just, just wasted now. No appetite. Struggling to sleep. It's not really pretty, is it? Can't wait. Um, to get it over and done with, to be honest. Um, sound depressed, don't I? But yeah, it's hard. It's a hard sport. It's even harder when you're out the back. Oh, not out the back, but yeah. When you're up front, should I say. But yeah, other than that, lots of uh, lots of fans, as always, in Spain. You get a surprising amount of people shouting knocks in various different ways of pronouncing knocks, which is nice. And yeah, pushes here and there as well on the final climb, which is greatly appreciated and this and that, so... That's the one thing that seems to make it worthwhile when you're, you know, out the back. So, I'll say big cheers to that because, yeah, the crowds are great. Um, and even in here in Asturias, it seems like everyone's Basque. Basque fans don't get it. Half the people stood by the side of the road are wearing an orange T-shirt with a Scardi written on the front of it. It's, they do have a... Yeah, what a passion for cycling they have. Plenty of Asturian flags... Mum and Dad sat on the side of the road a couple of times. Mum and Dad decided to walk up the penultimate, or the last descent, should I say. I don't know why they decided to see me coming downhill, yelling at me to be careful because there's dangerous corners. I mean, it kind of made me chuckle because, yeah, just, I've got no idea, but yeah, yeah it's what it is. Just, but yeah, there you go. That's the Ticked off hoping for for better things but anyway another day down
forgot to do an audio diary yesterday. I was, I was pretty, pretty, pretty wasted. I was asleep in the car to the hotel, and then in the hotel, I was just a zombie again. So, I'm gonna do a double again. Because I've been terrible this year, I've now just been forgetting, forgetting. But anyway, it's been a hard race. I'll let myself off. Quickly go over yesterday. Stage 19 took the riders from Tapia to Monforte de Lemos. 190 kilometers, a hilly stage. It was won in thrilling fashion from a small breakaway by Magnus Court. A lot of shit going on, if I'm being honest. But Julie was in the break. We had a sort of weird... Seneschal stayed in the bunch. I stayed in the bunch. They did sort of call us back and then told us not to come back when it looked like the um, strong pace of bike exchange and DSM were actually going to catch the breakaway very, very early on those opening climbs in an effort to get rid of the, the sprinters. So we stayed, and then they never caught them, and there was a bit of hesitation, and then they kept on going full. Um, and as we all saw, very, very, very strong breakaway, but managed to hold on. And Badgy, full credit, came forth, because behind, even in the in the wheels and the bunch, it was a very difficult day. Um, I stayed with Flo, did what I could to help him, just little bits. Kept him fed and watered, moved him up when he needed to move up. Um, I did hit the deck when one of you guys crashed in front of me. Um, found out today that Menke's just hit a hole and went down and he took down a few of his teammates. He only also took down me, but um, quickly picked myself up. Put my chain on, got back in the cars. And then, yeah, it looked like the breakaway was going to get caught all the way up until about... Yeah, about 8k to go, and then they're down to 20 seconds, and it came back up to 30 seconds, like 6k to go, and the guys pulling on the front of the bunch were just cooked, and UAE had a man ahead, FDJ had a man ahead, we had a man ahead, so anyone else who might want to help, sort of out of the equation, uh, and Magnus caught, what can you say, been incredible hasn't he? Three stage wins and also that uh, that day around high end where he just got caught. It's just been a what a demonstration it's been. Um, and then moving on to today. Stage 20 took the riders from Sanchencho to Moss, the final mountain stage of the Vuelta. Another thriller and it was won by Clément Champoussin. Wasn't a pretty day, but got there. Um, I'll be honest, I feel like it's the most sort of like mentally and physically I've struggled in a race today as ever before really. I was sort of defeated on the bus this morning, you know, the guesses and riders trying to have a laugh and a joke, trying to get me up, uh, you know, get me in the mood, but I just could not, could not do it. I was so defeated, so down, I was depressed. Uh, Mum and dad were at the start as well. I think they could see it in my eyes, I was just, just didn't want to do it. Um, yeah, it's sort of hard admitting that, but that's the truth to be honest. Um, yeah, just running on, running on fumes really, I guess. That on top of a difficult volley, where I guess I have personal ambitions, I haven't lived up to what I thought they might have. 
And yeah, just arriving there this morning, just not wanting to face what was to come, to be honest. And again, a really hard day, you know, and our den sort of packed up. Big fight for the breakaway, because it was a breakaway that people wanted to be in, and yeah, got up to the front of the bunch early on at the neutral and just realised I, you know, I knew I had no legs and also just no fight in me. Yeah, which is sort of sad to say, but was just resigned to battling to finish the day, really. In the end, we all stayed there with Fabio and made sure he was alright, but I didn't really have much more in me than that, so yeah. Ups and downs of the sport. Anyway, we've got a time trial tomorrow to finish it off. I'll be excited for that. Mum and Dad are also at the finish. I think that was nice for them to see me a bit, you know, having soldiered on. They've got a little bit of fight in me. You know, I can, I can scrap away even when I don't want to. It was a really, really beautiful day though. We had a holiday near Ponte Vedra and we had a holiday near Ponte Lima across the border in Portugal. This is in 2009, so many, many years ago in this region. But I'd never been on that coastline that we did today. It was really lovely, really, really lovely. Yeah, really beautiful place, Galicia. Got the time trial tomorrow. Um, it's a late start, so that we won't be having much of a much of a do afterwards. Just some drinks and a meal in a hotel, because yeah, it's kind of difficult to arrange anything with not only COVID but late Sunday night. Um, and then yeah, there's a little bit of a extra info. I'm going to stay until Tuesday night when mum and dad here. Uh, maybe have a couple of days by the beach in Galicia. Eat lots of scallops, eat lots of mussels, razor clams, some local wines. And we went around lots of vineyards today. Trying to remember what it's called. But yeah, they have a variety of white wine here that's very popular in Galicia. James, I think you'll find that it's Albariño. That's my plan, to be honest. Um, soak it up, enjoy it. Um, three grand tours in less than 12 months. That's the October Giro, May Giro, August Volta. So, quite a stint. Um, there's a bit of a discussion whether I'll be season done or a couple more races to finish off. But yeah difficult to say right now because you know if someone gave me the option I'll be more than happy to say yeah let's call it a day let's have a good park up for six weeks a month or whatever and come back with some renewed motivation and energy to work on 2022 but uh, yeah that's life isn't it you know I, I sound miserable don't I I shouldn't sound so miserable we've uh, we've won four stages Got the green jersey, finish the job off. It's just the I'm just drained, the tiredness, the fatigue, it's hard to especially on your own when you're talking, um you know, it's difficult to sound positive about the whole situation, but no, really there's been some amazing team atmosphere and we've always been laughing and joking and I think the sort of 
the fight that the teams had to survive on the hard days and then go for the sprints um, with a lot of success, you know, has been, yeah, it's been something every day, if that makes sense. And we've had some great lads here. I mean, we've Cherney, Stevie, Fabio, Bert in particular, lots and lots of laughs at the dinner table, lots and lots of laughs with the DSAs and staff and well taken care of and zero complaints so it's been a wonderful three weeks in in the sense of that just that yeah you know I think you saw Lopez step off his bike today other guys climbing off it is a difficult sport Um, a lot harder than it looks on the telly so yeah I think the emotional physical fatigue of a Grand Tour is not to be underestimated and that's coming from someone's had plenty of success you know if things aren't going well then it's then it's really hard so definitely a sport for fighters but hopefully take it on the chin come back stronger that's how it goes that's always how it goes anyway thank you all for listening um, bit of a ramble that one wasn't it I don't know what was going on about there Thank you all. of cycling podcast yeah summing up the last road stage uh, really uh, stage 20 last road stage of this year's Vuelta and wow, again it didn't disappoint uh, another really hard day yeah I was already from the profile we saw that it would be it would be a tough one the break actually took not so long to go I was following a few moves uh, maybe yeah me and Tom we, we thought it would be good to be in there, but uh, yeah, you know, when you're with five, you also bear in mind that you, you need you need to be, to always be ready to help the guys in the final and you don't want to do too much. Anyway, our tactics was to, to open the race far from the finish because this was uh, the last chance really to do something and I think we did well, putting Adam in fourth. Unfortunately, Egan lost, uh, lost his white jersey. But yeah, that's part of the racing. Uh, there was a big drama actually going on between, uh, yeah, not between, yeah, with uh, with Miguel Angel Lopez, and uh, yeah, he was he was quite angry at Egan actually for letting the wheel go. Basically, I mean, you know, Egan wouldn't have chased, of course, um, when uh, Adam went up the front. I mean, the guy who's got everything to lose was Lopez. I'm not blaming him in anything, but, um, you know, it was, yeah, it was not Egan's fault at all there uh, that he, he let the gap go, you know, for him. For him was perfect. That's what basically what we worked for all day with the, with the boys. Yeah, and with five, I think we, we managed to do uh, to do an amazing job, really. Um, 
we waited, uh, waited like as soon as the break went, we waited for 60k, saved the legs. Then on the first categorized climb, uh, Salva started pulling. He did a great pull with Tom. Uh, Tom, yeah, Tom came more on the yeah on the top of the first categorized than second categorized climb. I told the boys to to hit it hard from the bottom because that's that's where we we do the damage, and that's the, what what they did really, uh, and especially Tom did uh, the big pull there. Hurt everyone. We saw a big explosion in the group. Then yeah, let him recover a bit on the flat section over the top. Then he did the the little valley bit. Was four k's near the coast. And then we hit the first cat. Cheapest uh, bit was the the first uh, first part of the climb. Well, I've done yeah basically everything I could for ten minutes just for gas. And yeah, then try to to carry on as hard as I could to over the top because we never know. If uh, in the front they slow down, oh, sorry, probably the fatigue of uh, 20 stages in the legs. And yeah, slow down, carried on and came back. Actually, on Lopez's in his group, they were just, yeah, not going at all because I did a slow downhill. And we still came back uh, with a group of aching Martin. Yeah, uh, basically, Lopez had no, no teammate. Wasn't willing to pull, so yeah, came back there, and then yeah, finish as I could. Really uh, happy to finish that one. And today, today is the last day, really uh, last day for me, last day for everyone. Um, planning on having a go. Uh, yeah, why not? You know, preparing the future, being ready on that last day. We, I hope one day to be to be up there fighting for for the win. You know, so. Um, so yeah, lo- looking forward again to, to another day. Uh, I'll do everything properly. Um, just no pressure. I'm not gonna looking for result. I'm just doing it for myself as a training. So another good day in Santiago and the NFL, uh, our three week pilgrimage. Final stage of the 2021 Vuelta, a time trial of 33.8 kilometers from Padron to Santiago de Compostela. It was won by who else? Primoz Roglic. Yeah, for me the last week has been very difficult because I've been suffering a lot in the during the stage and and afterwards with the with the doctor cleaning the the all the injuries I have and yeah for me the first two weeks have been uh, of trying to be in the breakaways to to represent the team in the front uh, to try to be uh, in the first riders of the, in the first group in the in the f- in the la- in the finals that ended in a climb, but the last week has been all the another story. No, uh, I have to to survive every day, to, uh, looking for the for the first group petal that well, uh, was going at a easier pace for 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 me to be able to to finish the stage. You know, and 
Yeah, for me it's a, a very, a very exciting moment today to finish my my first Vuelta uh, with all the team. We are the, all the eight riders we finished. Uh, yeah, looking forward to to reach Santiago this this evening and and yeah, it will be great tonight to be all together and and uh, have a nice a nice uh, beer with the with the teammates and and laugh a lot and discuss all of the Volta we've, we've done. Hey, Pavel again. Um, yeah, I'll do it. I thought I'll, uh, I'll sum up. I'll sum up my diaries today before the, uh, yeah, before the end of the TT. Because today is going to be late start, late arrival, and then, you know, late dinner with the team. So... So yeah, I probably won't have the time and uh, I thought today, this morning, got some time so it's probably a good day for me to, to do a little recap, to, to share my thoughts about my Vuelta and about Team's Vuelta. Uh, I think today it's not going to change much, it's like a solo effort, you know, so uh, yeah, it could change something in GC but um, it's not going to change uh, my thoughts or anything about the race, um, so yeah. What can I say? I'm happy, happy to finish, to finish. Uh, basically, that's, uh, yeah, my third Grand Tour. Now I can say I finished all the three Grand Tours um, and finished, uh, finished in a good way. You know, in good shape. Uh, wasn't the case for my last one uh, with the Tour de France. You know, I was just, uh, it was a big relief, uh, big massive relief when I finished last year in the Champs Elysees. This year, honestly, um, you know, if I had to carry on for for one more week, really, I could have done it. Um, it's I'm feeling good, feeling good. Like, okay, I'm tired, obviously, but mentally, physically, I'm still ready up for it. Um, so yeah, that, that's actually a really good point. You know, my motivation is really there for the, the end of the season. And I think, uh, honestly, it's the first time it happens uh, so late in the year. Uh, probably probably a good thing. We'll see We'll see what happens on the next few races. Usually by September, I'm already a bit cooked. I guess my crash and my little break, you know, in the middle of the season also so helped for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's been... On a personal point of view, it's been a great water for me. I mean, I came here as a support role, and uh, you know, the team knew like I could achieve that, and yeah, I achieved it. Uh, and that's that's the good thing, the good stuff, you know, when um, when you don't don't set the bar too high and you achieve stuff, it just gives you a bit of that confidence. Like I was saying in a previous uh, previous um, diaries. You know, I lost, uh, yeah, I lost a bit of confidence in myself and, yeah, in what I was doing after the Giro, you know, it was a, was a tough moment mentally and uh, obviously it would have been really hard, you know. Yeah, I was just, I think I was down and I think, you know, if, if you the team would have told me you come here for, um, for GC, I would have probably put too much pressure on myself again and maybe something would have gone wrong. And I think uh, I really, I'm really grateful for the team to, to give me also, you know, that kind of step back really, you know, some people might think it's, it's not, you know, for, let's say 
a rider who can pretend for more is not the best. But I think at that that point of um, yeah, at that point of my career, I mean, in in that phase, you know, like a bit difficult phase. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to take a step back, to to jump even further. So. I think I think it was great, really. I've done, you know, I felt like I was helping the boys every day, day in, day out. Even if I was dropped far from the finish, I realized how hard it is to just pull, you know, in the front for just to keep the team in position, like he, like with over 100 k to go, just to do that, that kind of little jobs, you know, it... Uh, it's just it's just good you know to do all that kind of stuff um yeah it's been it's been good it's been really good for that you know just just give me back that that little confidence you know still you know i'm still really hungry like you know i tried tried a few times to go in a breakaway i i was one day in a breakaway didn't pull it off um yeah i tried maybe maybe done something wrong you know i learned from that day um Maybe should have waited a bit longer, but honestly, I think it was also, yeah, I just wanted it so bad. So I definitely did too much that day, you know, didn't save enough energy. I wanted it really bad and then I tried again. But yeah, maybe sometimes when you want, when you want a victory too bad, it doesn't happen, you know, you need to kind of work for it and let it come. But um, yeah, still really hungry, you know, I feel like, feel like a bit unfinished business here you know something something's missing you know i miss that miss the victory i miss miss something although i did the job you know i, I really enjoy doing it you know uh, and the team gave me the chance also to go on some days to to go for my own chance and you know i didn't didn't really pull it off so yeah really feeling like uh like an un, yeah something undone uh, i mean today's the tt to win it is, you know, I'm not the best amateurist, so to win it is gonna be, yeah. <laughs> I need a miracle, really. Uh, we're on, uh, yeah. But um, no, I think, uh, and then from team perspective, I think, uh, yeah, we've done the best we could have done, really. Haven't done any mistakes. Um, yeah, we made the race on a few occasions, you know, we made fireworks on two massive days, so. I think also the, <laughs> the fans can uh, thank us, you know. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, I think that, you know, the lack maybe of uh, super domestics here um, gives more open race because then you, you don't have it, you know, as soon as we explode the race like this, there is no one ready to control and just goes bananas. And... Yeah, that that it was a, especially in that last week. It was it was great. It was great. I really enjoyed doing. You know, two days I've done these pools. With then when I pull out, it was maybe like fifteen guys left, and the leaders attacking, our boys attacking. Uh, yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it, and I was really hoping they would they would win it. You know, we tried everything, so we we can't say we didn't. We I think we race aggressively, and we should be proud of that. What else? Um, what else? What else? Yeah, uh, sadly, I lost a few guys during the stay during the race. But yeah, it's been it's been a good feeling. Uh, last time I was here at the Vuelta, DNF crashed pretty hard in Andalusia. Um, I mean, that's also one point. Uh, I need, really need to improve uh, for the future, you know. And I think the ride is important, so that that 
I'm not still not 100% confident, you know, in the in them downhill sections. Actually, more mental, you know, um, you know, with that fear, fear of crashing again. Yeah, that's for sure, you know. But uh, it just takes time. It will come back. I'm 100% sure. It's just about about the mindset, you know. If you're thinking about not crashing, of course you're gonna slow on the brakes. So you know, there is some moments where I forget about it, uh, get it, get my, yeah, get it together and do it. Uh, but yeah, some other moments I was pretty careful, and yeah, I mean, it's gonna come back, you know. I mean, like uh, like Roglic was saying, what was it? Uh, no risk, no no win or something but yeah that that's how it is basically so so yeah nice no, um it's been a great three weeks for me i really enjoyed it uh especially that last week was nice uh was really good you know to go back to the north we felt like we've been racing through the middle of nowhere a bit you know desert like i didn't wasn't my favorite series for the the first part of the Vuelta. Then Andalusia was all right, but then as soon as we came Andalusia Extremadura, yeah, it was pretty good. But then as soon as we came back here in the north, just starting nice rest day and yeah, here Galicia, Cantabria, it's just amazing. Um, lucky with the weather as well. Had a few rainy days, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it even in the rain. So yeah, that's it for me here, guys. I saw um, Stacy prepared the nice cup for me. Cheers, guys, because mine got lost. No one can 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 find it. We actually joke a lot, uh, <laughs> still joke a lot about it. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. I re- again, once again, uh, thanks for for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I always enjoy doing this this little diaries. You know, it's it's like kind of um, kind of a. Uh, like uh, a therapy no not a therapy but you know you you just uh, talk about stuff you know it's probably like writing sometimes it helps just like just thinking is not the same when you let it out it's, it's a bit different and actually makes you reflect maybe a bit differently uh so yeah enjoy that one uh cheers for listening uh, i guess that will, will be in the last diaries for this season and yeah hope to be back uh, next next year and um yeah cheers guys and have a good one you've been listening to an episode of kilometer zero by the cycling podcast supported by super sapiens Thanks very much again to our audio diarist and to Adam Bowie for editing and producing their diaries throughout this Vuelta.